a good move. Why'd you dance him? Dancing is forbidden. Yoo-hoo, running crew, welcome to Dancing is Forbidden, an Aqua Teen Hunger Force exploration. I am Ronnie, and look, you read the title. I'm not going to sit here and try and be cutesy or clever about it. I got to do a voice on the upcoming season of Aqua Teen, so that means this is the official Aqua Teen podcast. This podcast is canon. No, I'm kidding. That is not true, but uh, this is just so absolutely insane. It's not something I ever thought would happen, and in fact, I haven't even really told that many people. Now, the people I have told, my close friends and family, have been very congratulatory, very excited for me, but they're not my running crew. I've been wanting to tell you this this whole time, but I couldn't tell you about it until now, and what a joyous occasion to be able to tell you about it, because the week that this podcast episode comes out is the week of the two-year anniversary of the podcast. So what more beautiful of a bow to put on the, the gift that has been this past year on the podcast. Of course, we started doing interviews with the guys from the show, and uh, just it's just been so much fun. So what a great way to celebrate, right? Now, look, this happened back in May, early to mid-May of this year, 2023, in case you're listening in the future. So this is not, you know, brand spanking new news hot off the presses, but I mean, I haven't announced it publicly. So in a way, it kind of is. And to be honest here, I haven't really thought about it much since it happened. So I'm really excited to get into it here. Before I go any further, I just want to be completely transparent here, just so you know that it was just one line, okay? I wasn't like this full character or or full villain or anything like that. And that's not a complaint. I think that was uh, the right call to make, especially because I'm not an actor. You know, this was my first time ever doing anything like this, but I just want you to know. Although I guess in a way, my character kind of was a villain. So there's two sides to this coin. There's the side of, of me personally as a huge fan of this show, specifically somebody who grew up watching this show as a kid, a show that gave me something to laugh about when maybe there wasn't a whole lot else to be laughing about, and a show that, you know, I I grew up poor, but I I would save my Christmas and birthday money and buy these box sets. They were the only TV box sets I had, and I would buy these and watch them over and over and over again to the point to where now as an adult, I mean, before I started this podcast, I didn't watch the show a whole lot anymore, but still, the way I would construct jokes was directly inspired from this show, and that's been like one of the biggest shocks, rediscovering that while doing this podcast, and it was always my favorite show no matter what, and I would always come back to it throughout the years. But the other side of this coin is the one that's more interesting to you, and the one that this podcast episode will be about which is, you know, as a podcaster, doing a podcast about the show and specifically honing in on its production, I got to experience firsthand, front to back, an entire Aqua Teen recording session, the entire onboarding process, and I'm going to be telling you absolutely everything I can about it in this podcast episode. And along with that... Since I did a line in the upcoming season, I have one of the scripts and I'm going to be reading it to you today. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That was mean. That was a mean joke. I can't do that. But I will be telling you about my reaction to it, what I thought about it. And uh, spoilers, 
The boys are back. I mean, just so excited to finally be able to tell you all about this. But before I do, I do have to throw this in. And, you know, you're you're a listener of this podcast, so I have to assume I don't need to tell you this because you are, you know, being a listener, you're, you're kind, you are intelligent. And look, I'm just going to say it. Everyone's thinking it. I'm going to say it. You're pretty damn sexy. So you don't need to hear this, but I do need to say it. Please, for the love of God, do not go and bother Dave or anybody else who works on Aqua Teen asking them to put you in an episode. I did not ask for this, and I can guarantee if I asked them to put me in an episode that this would not have happened. So don't bug them. Don't waste. Like, they're working hard to, to finish these episodes up for us. If they want you, they'll ask for you. But also, I mean, they're done doing the voices for the season anyways. So just don't do it, okay? Again, I don't think that you would would have done that, but there is a reason I'm saying this and it does need to be said. So going into it, I've actually, I've got my handy dandy guitar here. Hopefully, uh, listening to this podcast, hopefully you recognize that little tune. And I thought it would be fun as a celebration for the podcast to your anniversary and for this episode to do something a little different and and just play some guitar here for our transitions because the best way I think to do this is going to be chronologically as the days happen because I have all the emails in front of me so I can do that. And instead of playing you the same the same transition music over and over again, however many times we need it, I'll play you a little bit of guitar. I mean, why not? Mark Marin does it. Why can't I? And after all, what's more Aquatine than making you listen to my guitar playing. Uh, I don't have anything prepared for this, but for better or for worse, this will all be original stuff, either made up on the spot or some riffs I've been kicking around and working on. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, there's a prologue to this story, okay? And there's a reason I'm telling you this. I'm not just trying to waste your time, so listen up, okay? The story really starts back in April. It's late at night. Nothing good ever happens in the shadows. In fact, that's when this podcast is recorded. And I'm up getting to no good over on Sweetwater.com. If you're unfamiliar, Sweetwater.com, it is a music instrument website. I'm on there just, just surfing. I do it from time to time. I don't I don't ever buy stuff. In fact, I never really have. I'm just looking. I'm seeing what's out there, seeing the new stuff, all the fun little gadgets that I can't afford. And I'm looking at the guitars, and I scroll across a Stone Cold Beauty, the most beautiful Fender Telecaster I ever did see. And then I saw that price tag. I can't afford it. It was too expensive. Uh, it was, uh, if you must know, $2,000. I mean, for a guitar, that's actually not too bad. You know, guitars can go up to $100,000 plus. But for me, too expensive. Still, I look at it. I check out the specs. Wow, this is nicer than any guitar I've ever played, but can't afford it. Too bad, so sad. Life goes on. It's the morning of Thursday, May 4th, 2023. I'm in bed looking at that guitar on my phone. Wow, what a beautiful guitar, I whisper to myself. No, okay, I didn't actually whisper, that's a lie. But I'm, I'm looking at the guitar. Well, still can't afford it. 
put it away. And I'm in bed on this morning, not because it is time for me to get up, but if you're unfamiliar, I work night shift, as does my wife, so I'm actually up late at this point. I'm a bad boy. I need to be in bed. I need to, oh, I am in bed. I need to be sleeping, baby, but I'm not, I'm not doing nothing of the sort. In fact, after I stop looking at the guitar, I'm a bad boy here, folks. Please don't, uh, don't at me on this. I pull up a game on my phone. I start playing. I should be sleeping, playing a game, and eventually I'm like, look, I got to go to bed. It's it's past 11:30 at this point. Got to be an adult here. But then 11:37 a.m. an email rolls in. And of course, my instinct is, oh, it's spam. I mean, what the hell else is it going to be? It's probably some penis enlargement pill wasting my time. I'm already an Aquatine fan. I've got one of the biggest dongers on earth because of it. This transaction helps none of us here. But, you know, as you might do when you get an email, I look at uh, what the notification says. And I see it says Adult Swim Offer, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And it's sent to me by somebody from Warner. Now, as I was, you know, the split second of reading it, you know, you start to process it. And I'm not even lying. My initial reaction was, oh, well, here's that cease and desist letter that I've always been expecting getting for the podcast. I mean, yeah, it makes, makes sense. David Zaslav, he he doesn't like the army of of thoughtful, intelligent, sexy Aquatine fans that I've amassed here. He's shutting us down. But again, that was my my split second reaction as I was reading it. I realized, huh, maybe there's a uh, maybe there's more to this. Better read the email. So I open her up, and without you know reading it verbatim here, it's basically saying you know, hello, I'm I'm a production supervisor at Adult Swim. We're working on the new season of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. We're wondering if you'd be interested in voicing a character in the new season. They go on to describe the character a little bit. They tell me, you know, basically his name and that he has about one line that he will be delivering to one of the Aqua Teens. I'm not going to tell you who it is. We're going to keep that mystery. But this character is going to be talking to one of the Aqua Teens. Would you like to do it? And also, uh, we'll pay you for it. So then it says, you know, please let us know. If you have any questions, we're here for you. Now, as I told you at the beginning, I grew up on Matt and Dave's writing. So my initial reaction to seeing the number amount that they were paying me, which was more than I have ever made in a day's work in my life, let alone for <laughs> what would be very little work for this episode, my reaction was, ooh, see, normally I would charge twice as much for this kind of thing. That was my first reaction was, uh, you know, to be a smartass. My second reaction was, holy shit, this is going to be an awesome podcast episode. And I want to be clear, I'm not making this up. Those were my first two reactions. And then, you know, as I start to process it, the way that things kind of hit me like this is first I process it logically. Like, all right, yeah, that makes sense that they might ask me. I mean, you know, I've spoken with Matt and Dave and I know that they use people, you know, on their show who aren't traditional voice actors. So, yeah, cool. And then all the emotional aspect comes in and it just hits me like a wave where, you know, how much this means, you know, to me as a fan of the show, as a podcaster who podcasts about this show and, you know, to, to be able to be a part of this show's comeback, you know, it's, it's, you know, the mini season finally coming back after being off the air all these years and all of this just hits me. I mean, I can't even describe it. And one of my thoughts was like, oh, should I go and just start recording and talking on mic? Maybe would this be interesting later? 
I decided not to. Surely that would have been a nice kind of, uh, you know, diary of the time, but I don't think it would have been interesting because it would have been more rambly than even this episode is. So I don't think anybody needed that. But that's what's going on on the inside. On the outside, I think I just start really just fidgeting around in bed. And I should mention my wife is next to me sleeping. And unsurprisingly, I wake her up because I'm just fucking moving around <laughs> the whole time. Like, oh my God, what the hell? What the hell? And uh, I kind of wake her up. And all I can say is, I'm going to be in an episode of Aqua Teen. And, and she's like, oh, that's cool. But I have to, you know, go back to sleep. I mean, nothing against her. I totally understand because she, she had, you know, she, she was sleeping and she needed to keep sleeping. So I get it. But what I decide to do then is, is get out of bed and, and go out into the living room. And I, I respond to the email saying, yes, absolutely. I, I'd love to be involved. Let me know what you need me to do. So I responded, uh, it, it, it's showing about 20 minutes later. So, uh, you know, th that entire 20 minutes, I'm just kind of freaking out at this news. So they respond incredibly quickly, basically with uh, a link to their onboarding process, which involves paperwork. And now I'm thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, paperwork? How badly do I want to do this? But all right, for Aqua Teen, I'll do, I'll do a bunch of paperwork. But I don't open any of it. I don't look at it because, again, I'm supposed to be asleep at this point. Luckily, thank God... I did not have work that night, so it like wasn't the end of the world that I was still up. And at this point, I mean, I probably fell asleep hours later. I know it, it, it took quite a while to fall asleep. And here is coming in with kind of my, you know, a complaint to working night shift. And look, it's because I work night shift, I can do this podcast. There's definitely pros to it as there are cons, but it was a bummer because I couldn't fully celebrate in this moment. I did not tell my friends at this point because I knew this would just excite me more and keep me up more. And I just, you know, had to sit there and, and kind of meditate on it. But eventually I fell asleep. So at some point before falling asleep, I had sent my wife uh, screenshots like of the emails and everything like that, just so she'd be clued in because I knew for a fact I'd be waking up well after her uh, because of how late I was up because of this. So that way she'd be filled in. So I wake up to her. I think she was actually like standing right next to me, just like wanting to talk about this. So she she fills me in. She's like, all right, I looked up these email addresses. They seem legit, but I think that you should uh, I think you should maybe reach out to somebody and see if this is real, which I'm like, yeah, good point, because of course, you know, this This seems too good to be true. There was still that little bit of doubt in my head. Now, uh, without getting into boring details, I have talked with people from Warner before because of the podcast. And so this looked legit to me. Like the footers seemed the same. Like it seemed like it was real. But there is the possibility that somebody was just messing with me here, which is, you know, totally in the realm of what I would expect to have been happening. But, you know, to me, it seemed like everything did seem legitimate because it was like, all right, look, we're asking you for one line, not, hey, hey, Meatwad's going to have a brother and you're going to be him or something like that. Like, that would have been, like, ridiculous. But this seemed like in the realm of possibility. But, you know, I always kind of thought, oh, well, I figured if I ever would have gotten to do an episode of Aqua Teen that maybe Dave would have asked me or something. Of course, that's not how it works because this is a company. Dave can't just go and reach out to people like that. But... I emailed Dave just asking, hey, like, you know, I got this email. I just want to check with you and make sure that this is legit. And he responds incredibly quickly, like, yep, like, it's, it, it's, it's one line. You'll do great. 
So I'm like, all right, Hannah, this is, uh, it's the real deal. We're, uh, this is happening. So, you know, of course that was kind of a, a, a wait because I had looked at the, the documents. There were four documents, which I will briefly describe to you, but uh, I think it, it, about two of them were asking for my social security number. So it's like, yeah, I should reach out to Dave here and make sure that somebody's not, uh, you know, trying to pull one on me. But before I go and fill out those documents, of course, I, I, I tell my friends, they're like, what? That's crazy. Like, they're so excited for me. And uh, finally got to have a little bit of a celebration about it and be excited about it. But eventually... I'm like, you know, man, I got, I got to start working on the podcast tonight, but I better go do that uh, that paperwork. I as you as you can tell here, not a fan of the paperwork, but again for Aquatine, no problem. So first up, we have the booking information sheet, and I want to first of all clarify: basically, all four of these documents were asking for more or less the same information. Um, I did this in Photoshop. I filled it out in Photoshop, which allowed me to copy and paste between them, which was very very handy. So the first one is booking information. It asks me my name, you know, address, email address, phone number, social security number, uh, birthday. But of interest here, the cool thing about the booking information sheet is this is where you fill out your credited name, like what you want to be in the credits. So I actually thought about this a little bit. I, I was between my name of Ronnie Neely or my full name of Ronnie Vincent Neely because my mom wanted to name me Vincent, hence it's my middle name. So I thought I might do that to kind of honor her, but I'm like, I've never gone by my full name. Like this podcast is under Ronnie Neely. So I just stuck with Ronnie Neely ultimately. So when you're peeping the credits uh, on this episode here, uh, that's the story behind that. But I was joking around with my friends, like of all these other fake names I should come up with, like, oh, I should be like Dave Willis too, or Ronnie, then in parentheses, all of my friends' full names and then, parentheses, then my last name, just stupid shit like that. But again, just went with Ronnie Neely. So moving on to the EP start form. I don't know if that means episode or, or what that, what the EP stands for. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a, television guy okay I, sh I should have put that up top this is my first time with all this business uh but this more or less asking the same information asking like if i'm a u.s citizen that kind of thing but again it's mostly the same information so uh both of those first two or are, are for the production side of things the next two are government forms first i had the i-9 which is the employment eligibility verification sheet uh, this is like a homeland security thing so fill that out saying you know with my social security number uh, saying that I'm a citizen, all that fun stuff. After that is the W-9, which is a tax form for kind of like freelancy work. So fill that out too. So for these sheets, uh, again, it's all kind of the same information. Filling them out actually wasn't that bad once I got into it, especially when I could just copy and paste. But yeah, n nothing exciting there outside of the credited name. So I then respond, say, you know, I upload those sheets to Warner's site or whatever respond to the email saying, hey, I, you know, I, I filled that stuff out. Let me know if I did anything incorrectly. And also, I forgot to mention this in, in their previous email to me. They were wanting to do the recording session on Wednesday, May 10th between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Now, I work Tuesday nights, which is really Wednesday morning. So um, I, I tried to get it moved. So I asked, I'm like, you know, that works for me. I can do it. But could you guys maybe do Thursday? Because, of course, I didn't tell them this, but I'd rather not do it after coming home from work. I'd rather have a, you know, some time to, to get ready for it throughout the day. So I respond, yeah, just saying, hey, here's the paperwork. Let me know if I messed up anything. And also, could we maybe do it Thursday? 
I send that their way. Then I go to work on the podcast, which would have been editing the Nick and Katanawat episode. Check that out if you haven't heard it. It's great. I woke up on May 5th with an email ready in the inbox uh, saying, hey, yeah, we got your paperwork. Uh, everything looks good. They then go on to say, I know you have a podcast, but I'm checking in on your equipment. Would you like us to book a studio for you? We could totally do that. Also, I'll check with the guys and see if Thursday works. And then after that, it says, we'll get you a script later today. Now, I had woken up, you know, hours after this email was sent, no script to be seen, but I was not expecting that. I really didn't think that they would send me a script. First of all, not to compare myself to him, but I've heard Dana Snyder say that like he doesn't really get the scripts or or at least that he doesn't read them ahead of time. And so I'm like, they're not going to send me one. I'm doing one line. I totally expected them just to tell me it during the recording session. That's how I thought it would work. But yeah, I was like, like, for sure, like, I would love a script, like, just to read it. But also, like, how much that meant to me that they were willing to send me one as somebody who does a podcast about their show, who is not an actor, who they really have no reason to trust whatsoever that they would send me this script to an episode just meant so much. I mean, me being myself, I know that they can completely trust me and and not with this, but other things, too, that they've told me that I haven't been able to share that they can, you know, I'm totally capable of of keeping secrets. But from their perspective, I wouldn't blame them if they didn't want to send me this kind of stuff because I'd be like, well, he's just going to talk about it on his podcast. But uh, yeah, uh, it just means the world to me that they they trust me with that kind of stuff. But then back to the whole studio aspect that where they could book me a studio, that did sound very tempting. I'm like, oh, shoot, man. Like, there is a studio in town where they record local bands. It'd be awesome to go there and get to meet the people who run it and get to experience that. But, you know, for one line, I'm like, I, I just didn't want to spend Aqua Teen's money on that. They're already overpaying me to do this. I thought if I, you know, if I ever would have done it, I would have expected it to not get paid for it. But they were already overpaying me. Giving me $1 would have been overpaying me. And uh, so I straight up was like, That'd be cool, but I'm not going to take their money for my networking purposes. So I told them, you know, a a studio is not necessary. If I was doing a character, I would have preferred that. Uh, But for one line, I'm like, I can figure it out on my end. So I'm like, look, I, you know, we could do it just from my house. That's totally fine. So I I hit them with my gear and kind of like my recording setup. And then I also ask if they want 44.1 or 48 kilohertz recording quality. I know, it's so exciting. You must be freaking out hearing that. Whoa, that's so awesome that you asked that. But hey, if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, you might be interested that I did ask that because I know animation typically uses, or at least television or, or, or visual video, uses 48 kilohertz. So I thought it was worth asking. So I fire that out. And then in the meantime here, I'm just being insufferable, having some fun with it. If my wife asks me to take the garbage out, I'm like, ooh, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's something a big time voice actor would do. Or, or I'd say, you know, I don't think that my character would do something like that. So, uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I would still take the trash out, but got to live a little, right? It is now three days later, May 8th, 
and I wake up to two emails from the production supervisor. The first just getting back to me on behalf of the audio engineer saying that they prefer 48 kilohertz, but they can do either. And this message wasn't directly from the audio engineer, and I wish it was, because I'm wondering if it was like Michael Kohler or somebody else who, who I know who works on the show. Well, I don't know them. You know, I've never spoken with them, but I know who they are. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure who that production engineer or that audio engineer was. But hey, maybe it, maybe it was Michael. Who knows? And then the second email is saying, basically, they were wondering if I could connect via Zoom on Wednesday for a recording session at 11 a.m. And so a bit of a bummer. I'm like, dang it, they, you know, we have to do Wednesday. I work that morning, but it's not the end of the world. I mean, I appreciate that they tried to get it moved, but I understood why they couldn't. And of course, I find out later that they, you know, for example, had recorded recently Danny Trejo for the upcoming season of Aqua Teen. So, so who knows? Maybe, maybe they were recording Danny on, on, <laughs> on Thursday. So I understand why they couldn't move me. So for the time, initially, I, I, I sent two emails. I said 11 works for me. But then I told my wife and she's like, well, maybe you should try and get that moved up. Just see if they can, which was great advice because, again, working night shift. 11 a.m. is a little late, like I shouldn't, I don't want to be recording stuff at that time. Of course, I could swing it, but worth asking. And luckily I did because they got back to me saying that they could, that they could do it at 10 a.m. instead, which is, hey, an hour sooner, an hour better. So otherwise, what's going on with me at this point is I start to re-listen to a podcast I've listened to in the past about voice acting. It's with the voice actor Crispin Freeman, uh, to me, most famous as Winston from Overwatch, one of my favorite games. But I listened to his podcast years ago, not because I intended to be a voice actor, but because I had this animation idea, and I'm like, well, I'm going to have to do all the voices myself, so I should start kind of preparing for this. Now, I th this animation, I'm not going to really get into it here, but it's an idea I've been sitting on at this point for uh, seven years, which is sad to say. Uh, but I, I do have, like, tests of it and everything. Uh, it, it was going to be 3D in a 3D style, which I uh, very much was capable of, but I, I didn't you know, pursue it further. But the point being, I did know a little bit about some of that side of things, plus from doing the podcast. So I started listening to Crispin's podcast again, just to pick up maybe any tips that might help me the day of. So that's what I was kind of doing to prepare. But at the same time, I really do want to say I wasn't that nervous at this point, simply because of the fact that I have the utmost respect for Dave Willis and Matt Malero, and I trust them. Like, they asked me to do this. They knew what I'm capable of, like, from hearing the podcast. Like, like I wasn't worried, really, because I'm like, they asked me, like, they know what they're going to get, more or less. It's one line. It'll be fine. So I, I was actually pretty relaxed about it at this point. Now, that will change in our story. But at this point, I really, again, just, just all of my faith in Matt and Dave, of, of how much I respect them and their work and that they knew what they were doing. Like they wouldn't have asked me if, if they weren't confident I could do it. So despite having never even acted like in a school play or anything, I really wasn't that worried about it. So at this point, cool as a cucumber, just trying to, uh, you know, get a little bit better, trying to learn more about what a production team might want from a voice actor, just because I really didn't want to waste their time. I didn't want to leave them disappointed. I didn't want to waste their money. I didn't, yeah, I just did not want this to, to be a letdown for them. I didn't want them to regret asking me. So I'm, you know, listening to that podcast, uh, getting excited for it, but I still don't have a script yet. 
May 9th, I wake up to a beautiful email, this time not from the production supervisor, but from a production assistant, and it's the script. So I bust that script open, and <laughs> let me tell you, because I'm looking at it now, and I have not looked at it since then, and I'm, I'm being genuine. I have not seen it since the recording session, and the very first line makes me laugh, and it still does. It still cracks me up. Um, so, I mean, from the get-go, it's like, dude... Again, the boys are back. And one thing I noticed was it, it said, you know, episode whatever I'm on. I'm not going to say the episode of the clandestine five. And that might sound familiar to you because I mentioned it previously on the podcast because Carrie Means has said it. I waited to hear Carrie say it. So I'm like, all right, Carrie said it. So now I can say it on the podcast because I'm not trying to leak anything myself. You know, maybe it's irresponsible of me to to pass on information like that. But, hey, I'm not the one that said it first. And, uh, you know, I kind of said there without saying it. I'm like, look, now I can finally tell you uh, these episodes are being referred to as the Clandestine Five, at least here on the script. I don't think that that's what they'll be called. I don't think that, you know, we'll ever see that written anywhere. Maybe we will. I don't know. But to be clear, I'm not saying... With Aqua Teen, they changed the name of the show at a certain point. I don't think the show will be called The Clandestine Five, but that's what they are referring to these episodes as. But uh, I, again, I'm not going to give you any sort of detail on the script, but it's just, it's so fucking good. I just loved it. It's it, its new. It's something that I, I don't really know that they've done, but also it just feels so much like Aqua Teen. And it's just so exciting. And the thing is, is this script is so funny. And I was sitting there cracking up reading it. But, I mean, you listen to this podcast, you know that the script is just the first part. And from there, it gets better and better. There's many episodes where I've gone over with you the the differences between the script and the final episode. So I know, you know, once Dana gets a hold of this thing, you know, once, you know, Dave riffs on it and, and just everything, once just the voices get done, it'll be even funnier than the script because of the improvisational nature of the show and the room and allowance for playing around with these scripts that it'll be even better than once the animation is in. Like, I'm really looking forward to this one. I just I can't wait to see it all come together because it is so freaking funny. And it's funny because I scroll down, you know, I'm waiting for my because I knew my character, what he was called. And then I see you know my one little line highlighted for me on the thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, just so silly. And my reaction to seeing my line was like, really, they're bringing me in to do this? Like, Dave's not just knocking this out and. 10 seconds like you know to me i'm like wow they're really being nice here by by bringing me in for this but yeah again i mean as i said earlier in that initial email it was said and and it's true here on the page that uh yeah i get to have i get to say something to one of the aqua teens which is so cool it's not just a background voice or something which a side note i thought if they ever were to feature me in an episode that they would take my podcast and put it in the show as background noise or something i figured you know as revenge i take their show and put it in my podcast i thought it's reasonable that they would take my podcast and put it in their show now of course when you actually think about that legally they can't i mean legally i'm not supposed to use their show but you know they're a big company i'm just some guy in his basement so i just want to say uh in terms of top times ever waking up in my life 
Uh, this had to be top five. Waking up to a fucking uh, Aqua Teen script in your inbox and getting to read it before, you know, months before the episode even comes out. Nothing beats it. Maybe maybe uh, winning the lottery. I think I, think I would have preferred that. But, you know, in a way, this was like winning the lottery too. So this is May 9th. Recordings the next day, baby. They only gave me one day to prepare. I couldn't believe it. Really, what I wanted to do was become this character and be a full-on method actor, but they didn't give me the time, so what could I do? And I should mention here, you know, them sending this May 9th. This is the day before the recording session, and technically, you know, I this is my morning when I got up and, and saw it, so I got it the morning of doing the line, so a crazy day. So after that, I go to work the entire time. I'm thinking about that script, and I'm also thinking, holy shit, I'm about to record an episode of Aqua Teen later. It's now the morning of May 10th. I get home from work at 5.30 and I continue to work on soundproofing my basement. And what I did is I hung I hung blankets, I hung towels, I actually like put up, uh, I have like this big green screen thing and I, I put that up but I, I hung like a big, you know, thick towel from it just trying to dampen my room as much as possible and just remove any amount of reverb that I possibly can. When I when I bought my house, uh, we got some extra sheets of of carpet and things like that. So I'm putting that up and just everything I can. And it actually worked. It was cool. I had this little chamber built around my computer. And I'm like, dang, I wish I could keep this up all the time. But it was so impractical. Like I had to literally crawl underneath to get in into my computer area. And yeah, but it did work. And I, I, I was feeling good about that. But I was a little worried because this being early May, that I live in an HOA, and I'm not saying that proudly. I wish that that wasn't the case. I would love to, for example, fence in my yard, which I'm not allowed to. But they handle the the lawn work, like mowing the grass. And I was so afraid that they would pick that day to to mow. So I was a little nervous about that. And also just, you know, nervous to do the line, but also just to get on with Matt and Dave. I... Hadn't spoken with either of them, at least uh, in that kind of uh, voice way. I've emailed with them, but I haven't actually spoken to them since I had them on the podcast five months previous back in 2022. So I was a little nervous to kind of see them again, but also excited, of course, and just to see how this whole thing went. Now, there's something I have neglected to tell you, and that was up until this point... I was kind of considering, like, I was like, should I film this? Should I ask permission to record this session so that I can show listeners of the podcast an entire Aqua Teen recording session so they could see it themselves? And I kind of went back and forth on this, but I was always kind of leaning towards no, mainly because, first of all, I didn't think I actually was allowed to. Technically, Warner was owning everything that came from that session, and for me to put all of that out there, I don't think would have been okay, and they wouldn't have wanted that. Also, I don't know that you know Matt and Dave would have wanted that, and I just felt bad asking because they were already giving me so much. But ultimately, I decided not to for two reasons. First of all, from a production point on my end, it would just have given me more work in terms of, oh, now I'm not just doing a voice line, I'm also doing this whole you know production aspect, this whole video aspect that people will see later. But secondly, and kind of tying into that, it would have put so much more pressure on me when I was already 
you know, it was a lot of pressure to begin with doing a, a voice line on my favorite show. I'm not an actor. So I'm thinking, oh, well, what if it goes poorly? Then that's just going to make me tank even harder knowing, oh, shit, I'm recording this. Uh, people are going to you know, people might see this later. So I decided just like to keep it as simple as possible and not do that, which, you know, it stinks. But I still stand by that decision. But also, I don't think that I would have been able to anyways. So again, I put finishing touches on the soundproofing and I just get as ready as I ever could be. And at this point, I had been sent like the day before the Zoom link I would need. And, you know, time's creeping up. It's almost time. Oh, it's 9.55. Better get in there. I want to start by saying I do not remember specifics, like how exactly everything went. And furthermore, I really want to be sure not to just tell you kind of verbatim quotes from Matt and Dave. I really don't want them to get the impression that anything they say around me is going to get blabbed about on the podcast. But hopefully the things I am going to tell you, uh, they will be okay with. The first thing that happened is I hopped on and we had Mr. Matt Malero and Mr. Matt Foster but both of those guys are in there, and I feel bad like I've infringed on the meeting of the mats, and here I am, a Ronnie, sticking out like a sore thumb, but talk with them a little bit, and then Dave quickly connects not that long after. So, you know, talk talk with, with Dave a little bit and just, you know, say hi to the guys. You know, they ask, you know, oh, how's it going? How are you? And here's the thing, and something I didn't mention. A few months previous, I was invited on to one of my favorite podcasts of all time, Roach Coach and got to do an episode with them. It's a music podcast, and we talked about one of my favorite bands, and it was so fun. And that episode came out that morning, which was actually really nice because it gave me something to to listen to and take my mind off of just, holy shit, I'm going to be doing an Aqua Teen voice line later. So uh, I wanted to tell Matt and Dave that. They're like, oh, I'm doing great because you know, not only did I get to go on my favorite podcast ever, and that came out today, but I'm also about to record for my favorite TV show. That's what I wanted to say, but in the moment, I was too nervous, and I said just something like, uh, good, or you know, whatever, something like that. I just couldn't bring myself to say it. I did make sure to tell them, however, how much I loved the script and how great I thought it was. It was, you know, I, I told them, you know, look, we, we've had the Aquadonks, but that was a short, you know, three-minute thing. We had Plantasm, but that was a, a film. And this, it's just so great to have the guys back, exactly how we remembered them. And I just made sure I wanted to tell them that because it's truly how I felt. And also, of course, I have had both of them on the podcast once before this point, but it was individually. I, I had not spoken to both of them at the same time. So that was also a bit of a nervous experience as well. And also just meeting Matt Foster too. I never had spoken with him. So I was, I was a nervous guy. I'm not going to lie about it. Plus, hey, doing an Aqua Team voice line. This ain't easy work, folks. So from there, Dave gives me the rundown. He says, all right, so we're going to have you do it three times. And then we'll kind of give you feedback after that. Would you like me to read the line to you first, the previous line that I would be responding to. And I'm like, no, that's all right. You know, that's not necessary, which is true. I, I don't feel like I needed it. But now as an Aqua Teen fan, I'm kind of kicking myself for turning down the opportunity for Dave Willis to read something to me. Uh, but whatever, what's done is done. 
But I asked, I'm like, look, this line, I would say it a little bit different. Can I say this word in front of it? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. Which, of course, me as somebody who does a podcast on their show, I knew that. And I, and I felt maybe dumb asking in retrospect because obviously they're OK with that. But they were OK with it. So that was cool being able to put my little twist on it, I guess. So I read the line three times and, you know, doing it a little bit differently each time because I, I want to give them editing options later. But I was under the impression that they weren't really liking it. Now, I have no reason to actually have thought that. That's probably just my own low self-confidence. I don't know what they were supposed to be doing, right? It was one line, and it's not like they were supposed to be crying and clapping, you know, uh, cheering on my performance. But I, I, whatever happened, I ended up doing more takes and just kind of going through it a few more times. And that went on for a little bit, and I, I'd be talking with them in between. And then... I remember at one point, Dave jokingly is like, wow, this is a, this is a lot of takes for one line. And I was like, you know, feeling like a doofus, like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I could go back and edit out, you know, maybe the first few that weren't, I didn't think were that good. And Matt, <laughs> he comes in with uh, no, uh, don't do that. Like we paid for it. We own it all now or something. So that was funny. But without really giving anything away, they did mention something previously about a, a redneck voice uh, during that session. And I had not practiced any accents or anything for this because, again, I was just trying to not overthink it. But I was like, well, I can do kind of like a redneck accent if you guys want. Because I used to do this character uh, and I would do him with my friend while we were at work. We'd mess around and, and do that kind of voice. Uh, I want to shout him out my, my buddy Yousef. We would just <laughs> do that. It was so much fun. But I hadn't practiced it in a long time. And, uh, you know, again, I'm kicking myself. But I had no way of knowing really that I would be in that position, but also at the same time, I should have known that that was a possibility. But yeah, so I offered that and like, oh yeah, you know, go for it. So I, I do that a few times. I try and get into it. I don't think it really went that well again, just because I hadn't practiced. Plus I was just so nervous. But also in that moment, I couldn't help but start to get really stressed out because I shouldn't have been thinking about this, but it just starts going through my head these guys have worked with so many fantastic, legendary actors and, and my favorite comedians of all time. Like, like they've worked with Todd Berry, David Cross, and then I'm sitting here failing this fucking accent in front of these guys. At least that's how I perceived it. It's like, oh my God, no. It was just, uh, I started to get in my own head too much. But, you know, I, I did it. I gave them that option. And then Dave fired back with, well, hey, don't you live in Minnesota? Do you want to try one of those accents? Which I've never done a Minnesotan accent before. In fact, all of my friends here aren't even from Minnesota, especially the town I live in, Rochester. Most people are here because Mayo Clinic is here, myself included, is why we ended up here. So most people I know are from out of state. I've never really come across anybody with a thick Minnesotan accent, but I felt like I knew it well enough. So so I was uh, I, I tried it, and I remember specifically Matt was laughing, which was a really good feeling, and, and he was throwing out like words and stuff for me to try. Uh, so that was really a lot of fun. So that was really it as, as far as the, the voice part went. And of course, again, between that, we're talking, we're kind of messing around a bit. And at one point, I remember Dave said something to the effect of me having a great voice, which really just meant the world was like a craziest compliment in the world because I never really thought highly of my voice, like most people probably. And uh, to hear him say that was so nice, but I have this thing where I can't really take compliments well. <laughs> and so I think I just kind of smiled when he said that. He was still talking, like that wasn't his whole thought. But uh, yeah, in that moment, I was like, oh, I, I made sure later to email him saying, oh, by the way, thank you for that compliment. I 
don't know if I expressed how much that meant to me or whatever. But yeah, that was very nice. And honestly, 10 minutes in at 10.10, we were done. And, and I was kind of awkwardly like, well, should I just leave? Like, we were still kind of talking, but I, again, didn't want to waste their time, which in retrospect is dumb because they would have said they had to go. Uh, so I'm kind of regretting that. Also, I probably could have asked them questions for the podcast, but I just really wanted to get in, give them something that they were truly happy with and get out and and let them get on with their day. So yeah, the entire thing, it was you know less than 15 minutes. We were done by 10.10. And again, most of that was just talking and messing around. But before I left, I had to pull an epic prank on them because they said something to the effect of, oh, you were recording that, right? And then I pretended like I wasn't for like a second. I don't know if they fell for it, but uh, had to do it to them. After we immediately got off the call, I first told my wife, uh, hey, I'm done. And then I, I talked to her about it and said, yeah, I, th- I think it went well. And, you know, nothing I haven't really told you here on the podcast. And then, you know, told my friends, oh, I, you know, I just finished and all, all this kind of stuff. And then I sent the wave file of the recording session to Mr. Matt Foster. That's what they told me to do during the session. So that's exactly what I did. I told my wife that I was done with the session and then, you know, she came down, was so excited to hear all about it. I told my friends, got to celebrate that a little bit. I also sent thank you emails to Matt and Dave. The one for Matt, I was just, you know, like, thank you so much. And then also, since he's a guitar guy, I'm like, hey, I've been looking at this guitar that I never would have been able to afford. But now because of you guys, uh, maybe it's actually a possibility for me to get this thing. So thank you so much. And then I also said how I was looking forward to Postocalypse coming out later that month because, again, this is almost two weeks before that film came out. So this was before Matt came back on the podcast, which I will get to because that does tie into this story. And then I also sent uh, just a little thank you line to Dave saying thank you for the opportunity and thank you for complimenting my voice. It, It means so much to me. But also I was actually in the middle of emailing with Dave because of the whole this is when we were trying to track down who played Andre the Utility Man in Dusty Gazango. So then I wrote to him about that as well. So I sent that to those guys. I started disassembling the cocoon, aka fire hazard, that I had built around my computer for the recording session. And then I went to bed. The next day, I woke up to an email from the production supervisor who I had been communicating with throughout this entire thing, and they said, hey, Ronnie, heard everything went really well yesterday, which that was nice because, you know, I I still didn't know. I was like, are they regretting maybe asking me to do this? I, I just had no idea, of course. So they said that, and then they sent me more paperwork over, basically a lot of stuff involving SAG and certain, like, like my, my time card I had to sign off on. And I was technically booked for the full hour. So what I got paid was for the full hour. Of course, it took 10 minutes. But then, of course, too, I was like, oh, dang it. Like, were they blocked out for an hour, too? I probably could have just hung out with them and asked them Aquatine questions. So, I mean, again, whatever. Uh, what's done is done. But yeah, all sorts of SAG paperwork. And it was here that I ran into a bit of an issue because the language in this suggested that I had to join SAG, the Screen Actors Guild. And joining SAG costs money. It costs more money than they paid me. So I'm like, what am I going to have to like 
spend thousands of dollars now to join SAG to be able to be in this episode. So I responded asking about that because, I mean, that would have been crazy. But thankfully, like a day later, they got back to me. Somebody else chimed in saying, oh, no, we can do what's called a Taft-Hartley which basically just means that the creators asked me specifically to be in it. I did not audition for it. I was asked to do it, so I wouldn't have to join SAG. So that was fine, because I guess I'll get into it later, but it's like, well, I don't anticipate doing more voice acting or anything, so it'd be such a waste of, of time and money for me to have to join that. But I do want to mention when Matt Malero was on the podcast for our Postocalypse interview, which was after this point, he mentions, he, he makes like a Taft-Hartley joke because at the beginning of Postocalypse, his film, he whispers that, but he's not credited. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not SAG, so I couldn't be credited there. But I guess they could Taft-Hartley me or something. And I wanted to respond to that with my experiences, but I couldn't because I wasn't supposed to talk about the uh, voice acting line yet. So I get clarification there. I sign off on the time card and, and all the SAG stuff, even though I guess it didn't apply to me. And that was really the end of my conversation there with, with the production side of things. But there's still a little bit more to the story to go through. So I want to talk a little bit about Matt Malero. So I sent him that email, that thank you email. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been looking at this guitar and, and you guys are you know, helping me, you know, maybe afford it one day. And he responded two days later saying, what guitar did you buy with exclamation, question mark, exclamation. So I sent it to him like, I haven't bought it yet, but you know, I'm really looking at it. And you guys helped make this possible that I could even look at it in a serious way. And then he didn't respond, which was fine. I didn't expect him to. But when he came on the podcast for our postocalypse conversation, I, I brought that up right away. I'm like, Matt, I couldn't help but notice you didn't respond to my uh, guitar I sent you. You don't like Telecasters? And then we started, <laughs> we went on talking about it a bit. And that's why it was brought up, the whole thing about him opening, uh, not really opening, but, you know, playing at the Download Festival before ACDC went on. Uh, that's how that came up. And, and we talked about it throughout the interview a bit. And of course, I had to cut all that. I couldn't play it because I wasn't supposed to talk about this yet. But while Matt and I were talking, he mentioned at one point, yeah, you know, you're, you're in the episode. It sounds good. I saw it the other day and I, I expressed to him, I'm like, oh, that, that's so great to hear because in my mind, you guys would ask me to do it. You'd pay me to do it. You'd record me, but you wouldn't actually use it. And that's really how I felt. I was like, well, they're not going to use anything I did. Like they were just being nice and, and humoring me here. But he's like, no, man, it's in there. And uh, yeah, we're happy with it and everything like that, which was so nice. And then unrelated, I was emailing, I had to email Dave when that whole thing with IMDb was happening, when there was a show that was falsely credited to them that obviously ended up not being real. I was asking Dave, you know, is this real? And when he was responding to me, he said, P.S., you're great in the episode. So that was like so nice as well. That was after Matt telling me that it was in. But just hearing from both of these guys that uh, they, they liked it and they were happy with it is I mean, it's nice for me on a, a personal level, of course. It's always nice to hear that somebody liked what you did. But also, it just, my again, my worry was that they wouldn't be happy with it. And I, I'm thinking about the production of Aquatine here. Like, that's where my mind is. So I'm just like, oh, good. I'm glad I didn't waste their time and that they're happy with it.
So that's really it in terms of the hardcore facts. Of course, the episode is not out yet, so I haven't seen it. In fact, I don't even know which voice take they went with. I said I did three separate accents there, and I don't know which one they picked. If they used my real voice, which is my guess, but the, the, the two others I did, I don't know. I just genuinely didn't think to ask them about it. So at this point, it's kind of a fun surprise. So I'm looking forward to seeing which one it is. I don't want to ask them specifically. I just want to see what it is, a little little surprise there. But also, I want to say I don't know what my character is going to look like. I really don't think it's going to look like me because they didn't ask me for any pictures or anything. But I have to assume it will be a character on screen, but I'm not entirely sure. So just, you know, obviously, uh, I've told you really everything I know. I've read the script, but that only answers so many questions. So I'm so excited for this thing to come out whenever it does. And you might be thinking, Ronnie, what's what's your future now as a big time voice actor? Well, that's a good question. Uh, basically, I'm going to be going to Disney now, so I don't have to do this stupid fucking podcast anymore. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. I was talking about this with my wife. She was kind of asking about if it's something I'd want to pursue. And of course, right off the bat, if Dave or Matt ever asked for anything again, uh, it'd be a yes in a heartbeat. Even if they came to me saying, Ronnie, look, we got okayed for season 13 of Aqua Teen, but... Uh, we're having financial troubles. We need you to sell your body on the street so we can finance it. I still say yes to that. Now I might ask for an executive producer credit for something like that. But uh, regardless, it's so cool to be able to say that I worked with these guys in any capacity. And it was so much fun and I would just love to do it again. A part of me can't help but feel a little bit bummed that I didn't try and do more for them. Like I can do other kinds of voices and, you know, they like when people play with their scripts, but it was only one line, so I didn't want to come off as delusional. Like, yeah, my, you know, let me try and take this in a different direction. I really just wanted to, to give them uh, what was kind of there. But it would be fun. I would love it to have the opportunity to, to be able to put more of, of, of myself into it and play around more. That would be so fun. But, I mean, I'm not expecting that in any sort of way, but I know that that might be a question that you have. So, yes, for those guys, anything... I don't know if I would want to pursue voice acting. I mean, look, I work the overnight shift at Target. I like my job, but it's not my dream job by any stretch of the imagination. So that would be cool. But I mean, there's so many voice actors out there. That, I mean, look at Carrie Means. He's brilliant. He plays Frylock. And as, as is widely known, he does not have an easy life financially, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's not like, hey, I have one Aqua Teen credit under my belt. I did one line. All right, Nickelodeon, I'm ready for my... Sh you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't work like that. So I don't really know. And going forward, of course, this means a lot for the podcast. It, it legitimizes the podcast even more in a sense. And now I'm going to have to navigate. How do I make it clear that I did a voice on the show? Because I think that that is a selling point for the podcast. But also, I don't want to be the guy that's just, yeah, you know, that one time I did that one line and just constantly fucking talking about it. So I don't know. That'll be an interesting uh, tightrope to walk. Uh, and my apologies here if it ever seems like I'm, I am coming across as like bragging or just constantly bringing it up. That will never be my intention here. But of course, again, it's just something that... I mean, if, if I saw a fan podcast and somebody was on the show that the podcast is about... I'd want to know, so I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Another question you might have is, Ronnie, what about that uh, that Telecaster you've been telling us about? Is that the one that you've been playing on this episode? That is so cool. No, it is not. I regret to inform you. 
Uh, the guitar I've been playing is the Telecaster I've had since 2015, which is a very nice guitar. Not as nice as the one I'm looking at, but very nice. It's served me well. And the reason for that being, I haven't gotten paid for this yet. Two months out, and I, my understanding is it takes a long time to get paid from these things. So that's why I, I'm not I'm not sweating it. And I really probably just should email the production team and ask, like, hey, when can I expect uh, for this to show up? But yeah, I haven't even uh, brought it up with my wife yet. Of course, I have to have her sign off on this. But I haven't even bothered talking to her about it yet because I haven't gotten paid for it yet. So... Uh, time will tell whenever that check will show up. But alright, running crew, that's really where this story ends. And first and foremost, I just want to dedicate this episode to the memory of my mother, Dawn, who of course passed away last year. And she listened to the podcast up until that point, and this is just one I really wish that she could have heard and that she could have known about. And let me tell you, if if she knew about this, She'd be so excited. You think you'd think that she did the voice line. That's how she'd be reacting to it. She'd be more excited than I am about it. So, just want to you know dedicate this to her and also say thanks, mom. Thanks for the golden pipes that uh, I guess somehow got the attention of Matt and Dave. Also, without my mom, I wouldn't have been born. So, thank you for that as well, mom. I want to thank my beautiful wife Hannah for allowing me to do this podcast, being okay with me, spending so much time and money on it. For something, truthfully, that she doesn't really understand, but I really, you know, just love her for always, always supporting me and being okay with me (laughs) doing this crazy thing. Of course, thank you to Dave Willis and Matt Malero for this opportunity and, and for thinking of me in a role, again, that they absolutely did not need to. And also just for all of their help over the past year with this podcast. I mean, Dave specifically has been hooking us up with guests and they're both just happy to answer any questions and it's not something I ever expected getting into this, but it makes me love this show so much more that the guys who who make it are are so just generous with their time and and willing to help out. And I want to thank you for listening because w- without you listening, th- this wouldn't be happening. This, and I, I don't mean this as in uh, the voice line thing, of course that as well. But I mean this whole podcast wouldn't exist if nobody was tuning in and if nobody was supporting the podcast and and sharing it with their friends. But I want to shout some very specific people out here. So hopefully you uh, can stick around here because these people deserve it. If it wasn't for them, this podcast would not be what it is. So I'd like to thank Megan Rooney, who you might recall is the lawyer that I interviewed back uh, around the time of the Revenge of the Trees episode. We talked a bit about tree court. How realistic is tree court? Well, not really, but I appreciate Megan coming on. She was the first person who I ever interviewed, and it was important that I interviewed somebody who I didn't know, and she gave me that experience, and I learned so much. So thank you, Megan. Uh, Thank you, Dan the Man, over at Adult Swim No Context. Uh, It was because of Dan that I got hooked up with the promoter who approached me about interviewing MC Chris, which was our first interview from the show. And this was just so important because up until that point, I wouldn't have had the confidence to approach any of these guys and ask them to come on. So it was really because I was approached that it showed me that, hey, I can actually, I can do this, I guess. And and the episodes turn out okay and they don't suck and people like them. So thank you to Dan for thinking of me there. Thank you, MC Chris, for coming on, of course. And I want to give a real shout out to Jay Wade Edwards, who who took notice of the podcast on Twitter and has just been so willing to answer any of my questions and always give me his time. And, and he was the first person I asked to come on the podcast back in September of 2022 within this past year. 
And not only did he agree to come on, but we talked for like two and a half hours for that one. So just just the greatest guy and such a cool guy and truthfully the best person I ever could have had this long form interview with. Thank you to Nick Gibbons, Nick Inkatanawat, and Craig Harton for coming on and just being you know so great to talk to and and having such nice things to say about the podcast. And I want to shout out really Bob Pettit, who is somebody that I am now incessantly bugging about the show. And he's just always given me more than I even ask for. And Bob is so fun to talk to. I'll reach out to him about Aqua Teen. And by the end, we're talking about, I don't know, Stone Temple Pilots and, and AI and all sorts of stuff. So I just love talking to Bob. And he's just such a supporter of the podcast. And it truly means so much to me. I want to thank some of the unnamed people who work on the show who have reached out to me because they like the podcast. I haven't had them on yet, but they are coming. So I really do appreciate you guys. I want to thank anybody who works on the show who's gotten back to me uh, via email or whatever, like Brooks Brazelman, the first person to ever get back to me who worked on the show. All you guys, I I can't name everybody, but just everybody who has, I really do appreciate that. I want to thank the No Context Aqua Teen Twitter page, who was the first social media page to shout the podcast out as well as the Aqua Teen Forever Instagram page. And I'm really shouting both of these pages out because it's because of them that I got the bulk of, of the early listeners on this podcast. So so thanks to Chlazzy and, and Jake. And of course, there's the supporters of the show. There is our Highlander Nick. There can be only one! I only had one line on the upcoming season, and there's only one Nick. I would like to thank our number one in the Hood G tier supporters, Sean, Ian, Captain Buford, Robison, Jason, Carl, Lecheraton69, Empower706, and SwimWiki. You guys can ask me to do a voice on any of your projects any day of the week. And I'd like to do something a little different here that I don't normally do and just shout out all of our Duffel Bag of Cash $5 tier patrons. Uh, our, our active ones, of course, thank you to every patron, just past and present. And I know, you know, you see people making stuff online all the time that have support and you probably support some of them and they say thanks and you, you're just like, yeah, that's just how it goes. But, you know, I'm just one person doing this whole thing. And these people, all of them, every single patron here really are the reason that this show can still go, that the reason that I can continue to afford to make this podcast. Like genuinely, without these guys, especially in the very beginning when it was very hard making this before there was really any sort of audience, it was because of these people that this podcast is still around and, and they show me that what I'm doing is, is worth continuing to do. Really, it's, it's, it's because of them really that this is still going. So I really do want to shout out my buddy Calvin, Tess Ersbet, Hannah, Sam Hain, Joe S, JD, do what now? Campbell R, TC, Rob C, Oracle, Rosemary, James P, Anthony H, Wolfgang W, Daniel P, Eric B, Mike D, Hyperboreal, and Kyle B. And again, all other patrons past and present, uh, you guys truly, truly make a difference. This isn't a podcast with with 10 million downloads and, and a million supporters. It's really not. Like Every single person here really makes a difference. And I truly hope that they're all proud for helping shine a spotlight on this show and and helping bring all this information out that just has never happened before this podcast started. I'm the one making it, but it's because of these people that I can make it. So they're just as much a part of this as I am. 
So that is it for me this week. I'm so excited to finally have been able to share this with you and hopefully hype you up a little bit for the upcoming Aqua Teen season. I mean, look, if the other scripts are anything like this one, be hyped. I tried to get Matt to send me more. He didn't, but uh, I tried to get him to just because I wanted to read them so badly. And just to let you know that uh, come the fall or whenever these come out, we're in for a good time. So I'm so excited for them to come out. I can't, I'm so excited to experience them with you and talk about them on the podcast. So thank you for listening, not just to this one, but to any of the previous episodes. I'll see you next week. Keep it cool. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Thank you.